Welcome to the Recovery Lab. I'm your host, Joe Lemon, and this show is sponsored by Elevation Medical. We're the leaders when it comes to soft tissue instruments. You can learn more about everything that we have going on from the Pisa Wave to light therapy as well as the Manthera by going to elevationusa.com. And today's special guest is Dr. Karen Sloda. She is the team chiropractor for the Detroit Lions and has a ton of experience working with elite level athletes. And she's an athlete herself, so she really understands what they're going through. And we had a lot of fun talking today about the different modalities that she's using and how she's, you know, taking people through a full through a full year worth of work, right? So preseason activities, through the season, and then post-recovery. So we talk about how she loves using cupping with dry needling. And with her experience as a chiropractor, you would imagine that she really focuses on trying to mobilize joints and really doing adjustments. But I was really pleasantly surprised to hear that she spends about 75% of her time treating soft tissue injuries. And so there's a lot into this, and she's not just your typical, you know, chiropractor, obviously. She's working with some pretty uh, high-level athletes and, and being able to help them recover faster and make sure that they have a good regimen and a routine throughout was something that really kind of stuck with me on this conversation. And one of the most impressive things about this talk was her time management skills to be able to run two private practices, as well as travel with the team. Man, it's a workload. So with that said, guys, sit back and enjoy this this talk with Dr. Karen Sloda. I want to welcome you on to the podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Karen Sloda. Thanks for having me. It'll be fun. Absolutely. So, I mean, so, you know, this has been one of the more interesting seasons, for sure, with everything that's going on in 2020 and all the different uh, challenges that we have going on throughout the world, you know, but I feel like there was a, a, a lot of people that, that got hurt in week one. Um, I was looking through a lot of the teams and just a lot of injuries, hamstring injuries, um, you know, things that I, I, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, knowing that you work with the actual Lions, like, do you feel like the fact that we didn't have that proper preseason and just the normal kind of ramp up to the season, you think that kind of, maybe cause an actual boost in the amount of injuries or what, what, what you you know, I, I was just having that conversation with one of our, our physical therapists. I think it was today, today or yesterday, okay. because early on when we thought, okay, we weren't having OTAs in my mind, I was thinking, wow, maybe this will be less injuries because last year we had hamstring injuries during our OTAs in okay. spring and in training. And so I was kind of hopeful. It's like, oh my gosh, maybe this will mean less injuries and that'll send a message that maybe next year, maybe they won't have such hard practices. But, um, but we, you know, so the physical therapist kind of disagrees like, well, it sounds good in theory, but no, it's like, we need a lot of, um, you know, the conditioning. They just felt like the guys just weren't quite as conditioned, hmm. you know? And um, so they see more of that, front end stuff but uh, but still you know we had a couple we got two good hamstring injuries right now so so we had injuries before and i i still feel we have injuries now so but uh they seem to think that that did hurt us a little bit so i i don't usually see a lot of the hurt guys i'm trying to i'm take my job is to take care of the uninjured ones to help with prevention so. Makes sense. No, no, no. It makes makes total sense. And you know, it, it it is one of those things where trying to figure out what's the right mix to keep people healthy throughout the entire season, right? And 
you know, right. how, how much load should you be putting on people? How much contact should you have throughout the, throughout the off season, especially going into the season? I mean, and, and this is one of the things I was really excited to really talk to you about um, is kind of what's your thoughts and um, different type of strategies that like you're seeing work for, you know, obviously all your players that you're working with. Is it something where, you know, um, let's kind of start with preseason leading up to it. Obviously, they don't have a lot of contact uh, or just limited contact time. But outside the actual field, what's some things that you're seeing people do to kind of get ready for that, you know, grind of the season? Right. Well, a couple years ago, um, we added a whole um, recovery center in down in Allen Park. And so we so the whole goal, they didn't want to have players have to leave to go outside of the facility to get anything. You know, so they built a state of the art. Um, recovery facility. So we've got cryo chambers. We've got an amazing Theragun station right now. Um, okay. We've got sensory deprivation float tanks. I love um, float tanks. Love them. You know the we got the no, uh, Novathor, the the infrared tables. Um, I, we just have we have massage. We've got three high level massage fascial stretch people every day. You know, um, they got a car, you know, me there. Uh, and so, and the players use, uh, you know, it is, is, it's open 24 hours. So it's available for them to use all the time. So we keep adding to that. So uh, I think, so that's like when I talk to players that maybe have come from like during training camp, uh, that they came from the say the 49ers, for example, this guy, I said, so what do you think of our facility? He's like, oh my God, you guys got everything here. It's like, we didn't have any of this stuff, you know, with 49ers. And I'm thinking that's, I was a little surprised by that. So, so anyhow, so we have uh, everything that they can, you know, they're the float tanks, they've got the hot and cold, everything to do to warm themselves up, to get them ready for the practice that day or the gym. And then they just have all the recovery stuff too. So I think that's been very instrumental. Players want to use it. They know now their bodies are their paychecks. Yeah. So they have to, they get, they have to take care of their bodies at all, all the time, all the time. So so I think that's huge. That is huge. I mean, and, you know, um, we have a chance to, to at least work with a couple of different teams and, and, you know, every team operates a little bit differently. And, and it's really cool to hear that they have a whole station set up to where they can come in on their own and kind of, you know, use all the latest and greatest tech out there. I mean, there was a really cool article um, about LeBron James that came out maybe two years ago now, where it was maybe last year, honestly, but Time is like lost for me <laughs> with right, everything going right. on, right? <laughs> but, but it was saying how he put almost a million dollars into his body, into like a recovery process and, you know, everything that you mentioned, right? And, and so are the players looking at it like, all right, this is on me? Or are they looking to you and say, hey, can you help kind of direct me and guide me to what's going to be the best warm up and cool down process for me? Well, we have added our strength conditioning side. We, we've uh, made a change there. Um, so, it, you know, in the past, it seemed like even as like starting at the gym, mm -hmm. you know, our long snapper would be doing the same workout as a lineman, which mm -hmm. really didn't make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Um, so you don't need our long snapper doing power cleans, you know? So they redesigned... Okay. So maybe kind of streamline the workout specifically, you know, like sports specific or, or position specific. So they made changes there. And, um, you know, but if, 
if in like if I'm treating a player and I realize while well, they've got some imbalances here that I feel like uh, you know they're not really not having pain but yet I know there's something that's that's off I will go talk to the physical therapist and if needed and, and it happens a lot they they will design a program for them outside of I mean in addition to their weight room training but just um, you know activation stuff or certain um, just little things to try to um, work on stabilizers that maybe they aren't going to have that opportunity in the weight room. So we just got a full staff that, and we communicate really well. So, so the players want to know what they can do. And the thing with players though, sometimes we got to pump the brakes with them a little bit because they tend to do too much. Yeah. Right. They will get, you know, two hour massages twice a week. They, you know, so trying to get them to realize, okay, Kate, you, you can only do so much and you know if and if they feel like a little tightness somewhere they almost panic mm. you gotta like all right just just relax you know you gotta have some of that stiffness for the explosive explosiveness of your position but in their minds they feel something tight they want to stretch it so mm. they can overdo it so you have to kind of again you got to dial them back a little bit so yeah they want to keep performing they want to keep doing and doing and doing to be better you know but sometimes too much can be a bad thing right too much of a good thing can be bad 100% no no I mean that's some really that's some really interesting insight um the fact that they wanted to actually push themselves to to have you know almost no tension throughout their body right I mean you always think about it just from one aspect like obviously these guys are elite athletes and they're special physically right they can kind of go there immensely they obviously are, are extreme you know competitors but you don't think about that on the other side too when it comes to trying to rehab and trying to come you know trying to get everything to kind of relax um you know i would love to hear how you mix in chiropractic into that whole you know process of trying to keep them maintained throughout the actual season are you doing regular adjustments i mean obviously it's going to vary on the person and kind of what they're going through but just as a blanket type of approach. I'm really interested right. in how you operate. You know, they're all a little bit different. So, you know, I'm a chiropractor, but I'm also a manual therapist. So I do a lot of um, soft tissue injury work as well. So I probably do more of um, the soft tissue work versus chiropractic. Mm -hmm. I, I do more, more soft tissue, probably, you know, 75 soft tissue, 25% chiropractic. You know, wow. so I don't... Um, you know, so I will still adjust. So sometimes players just come in, they like, doc, can you just, can you make sure my hips are balanced? You know, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I try not to overlook. So I'll, you know, make sure their alignment's good, give them a little adjustment here. And, but, you know, some guys just, they just know it's like, you know what, I feel like, you know, I've got this tension right here and I put my shoulder, you know, I got a stinger, you know, so some will, you know, want an adjustment. Some guys are still a little afraid to be adjusted. They've never been adjusted before. So I kind of work into it slowly. Um, but, but yeah, some guys will just say, man, it took a hard hit. Um, but er they all are aware of knowing that they got to keep their bodies in alignment. So yeah. that is, they get that part. So, um, you know, some guys are, they just want an adjustment pregame. You know, they all, you know, they'll, they do all their other stuff, but they're a little superstitious. So they like to get certain things done pregame and, um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, so I give them what they're willing to receive, that sort of thing. Um, if guys have never been adjusted before, they're a little bit leery about 
what I'm doing, but they know it's probably good for them. Yeah. Um, but uh, they all want something a little bit different. Sometimes it's just, Doc, can you adjust my elbow and my, my wrists? Uh, some little skeptical or a little worried about getting their necks adjusted. So I just work into it slowly until I have their trust. And then we just keep doing a little bit more and a little bit more. You know, it's, you know, it's really interesting to kind of hear that you're 75, 25, whenever it comes to working soft tissue versus, you know, really trying to move the actual joints and the bones. I mean, I would say that that more so lines up well with what my colleagues do overseas. Um, and, and they're more so the osteopaths and they focus more on the soft tissue work. So um, have you always been of that whole mindset or was or something that you kind of grew into over time? No, I, you know, for me, I started doing, getting uh, trained in all the soft tissue work, probably my third year practice. Okay. I've got, you know, I grew up going to chiropractors my whole life and, uh, you know, but once I kind of got into practice, uh, I just adjusting people and nothing else, I felt something was missing, but I was an athlete at the time, a competitor. And I, I was real into, um, uh, you know, dealing with all the muscle stuff. Cause I couldn't figure out, it's like, okay, if I, if all I do is just adjust their spine and they've got some soft tissue restriction somewhere, I mean, how do I fix that? You know, cause what if that those soft tissue restrictions don't, aren't fixed by that adjustment. So then that just took me off to another path. And I thought, well, if I do all this soft tissue work and break the scar tissue down, it makes their adjustments hold. You know, so I, that to me made more sense. So, so if somebody comes in with an ankle, knee, or even a hip, I'm probably, I'm at least going to adjust and make sure that their hips are balanced and their low back is good. Um, you know, instead of adjusting full spine all the time, but if it's, if it's a shoulder upper extremity, I'm going to make sure that most of the time that their neck, everything there is balanced because I know that I teach them that, you know, their spine is like, you know, uh, their fuse box in their house, you know, so you got to make sure you got to go over to that fuse box to make sure everything is good there if they want the hip function or ankle, elbow, whatever, you know, so we got to start there at least. And, but I find that, you know, the more soft tissue work I do, the, they hold their adjustments better. Makes tons of sense. No, hundred percent. I mean, and, and, you know, thinking about the importance of understanding soft tissue work, um, you know, I know there's been a lot of things with ART that have been, you know, a lot to the craze these days, but, but are there, are there any cool, um, that's a cool, but trending, you know, techniques out there that you're really starting to kind of gravitate towards, obviously an ART background, but yeah, anything so else? ART is kind of like my primary, but I tell you, uh, the game changers for me that really help ART is the dry needling. So I've been doing that eight years now something like right. that. And the cupping. Oh my gosh. It is, you know, because, you know, cupping is so important because, you know, sometimes these chronic injured areas, um, we have scar tissue, we were lacking circulation in that area. So mm -hmm. cups really are really instrumental in bringing in nutrient rich oxygenated blood into that area to help heal. So that combined even with dry needling can really accelerate an injury recovery. Oh, you I want to learn more here. So, so, I mean, cause obviously cupping's huge right now, especially with what a lot of the different um, products that we have, where they're nothing but compressing the cells, but there's no way right. to kind of get them to really open up. Right. And get some more of that yes. blood yes. flow in there from, from a decompression um, mm -hmm. standpoint, do you dry needle first or do you cup first? Maybe you kind of go into that 
Um, you know, I, I like to needle first. Okay. You know, um, a lot of times they say, well, you should cup first because if you do needles first, then you take the needles out and you put a cup over where that needle was, you're going to get a little blood coming in that area. You know, that I, I, I'm not really bothered. It's just like a drop, but I feel like doing the needling first gets that, that tension, or at least start to get that tension out of the muscle. And then I finish it off, I put cups on. And that to me, just now you saturate that area with good blood flow. And it just helps the needling, the effects of the needling be realized a little faster. So, Makes sense. No, I like that. So I like the two together. And then, and then I would always adjust after. Hmm. That's usually, the, that would be the last thing I would do if you know so i will still do certainly a little bit of adjusting but i will condition everything first you know but but yes but the needling cupping a lot of times come together for me like those three of the adjustment no no yeah i mean i'm i'm really interested in and like how that works a little bit too, because you're right, there's different schools of thought and, and depending on who you speak with, they have a different recipe. Like do you add, you know, a little bit of salt first and you put the sugar in, you know? So I always sure. like to kind of hear, hear people's different um, thought process on that. So once, you, once you're doing the cupping, are, are you using like the um, glass jars? Are you more so going with uh, any other tool that you're using? It's like, you know, there's like a two or three other um, devices on the market that I know about for like cupping. Um, how do you go about doing now, it? I don't do the glass or okay. the fire. Come <laughs> <laughs> by fire. So I guess stay away from that part. Now, yeah. I just do uh, just the, the plastic ones, and you just have the, the manual pump that you yes. pump them up. That's, that's all I do. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, so th that's, that's, you know, th those are probably the main ones. Yeah, I don't use any, you know, I, I'm pretty aggressive with the cupping, too. There, I know there are some that are just um, – um, real, uh, I forget what, you know, it's almost like you, you, you squeeze them, you, mm -hmm. you compress them, put them on and just let them go. So there's just like a little bit of decompression. Yes. Now I'm, I'm usually putting them on, um, de depending on what I'm treating and I will add movement. So if yeah, it's a, a shoulder, you know, I'm going to put them on and then I'm going to do some passive active, passive range of motion just mm. to get better myofascial release. It, it's it's a bit uncomfortable, but it hurts good in a weird kind of way is kind of how I think of it. Um, so I usually don't just put them on statically and let the person just lay there. Mm -hmm. If it's, if it's their low back or their upper back and I've got cups, I'm going to have them do some yoga moves, you know, some uh, cat cows and some upward dogs and things like that, just to get active movement. And, you know, and then when they're done, I take them off and they're just blown away, like how much relief they've got. So I like to add active movement to get that myofascial release. That's, that's kind of how I do it. For I sure. love that. I love that. No, no, no. It makes, it makes tons of sense to me. I mean, I mean, how about moving the actual cups while they're on the actual tissue? Do yes. you do it? Okay. I do that. You know, I lighten the pressure up a little bit because yeah. you can't have them on too much because it feels like you're just taking their skin right off. But, <laughs> right, right. But exactly. But yeah, like if somebody's got really tight forearms, you know, all these people that have been working triple, double time at home in front of their computers, their forearm flexors are just ridiculous. So I'll, I'll put a few on and I'll slide them. Definitely. I will slide them as they're doing an active movement that mm -hmm. just, makes things go certainly a lot better. 
You know, when you're okay. session, when you're trying to get a lot of blood flow in an area fast, for sure. Well, so, you know, let's kind of move throughout the season a little bit. And, you know, I know that it can be a beast when you're, you know, playing tough. Well, I don't know personally, but I could imagine from watching enough <laughs> that, that if you're colliding on a regular basis with someone, any keys or any, any real things that you've noticed that players have done to really stay on the field throughout the whole season? And I mean, obviously a lot is luck, but what's your whole, what's your whole thoughts on you know, ways to kind of maintain the body throughout that type of grind of a season? Well, we get treated, you know, I mean, there's times I'm doing treatments in at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if after a Sunday game, I mean, we after the game, I mean, sometimes players will get treated right after the game. Um, you know, and sometimes they'll go if, if we got, you know, the ice tanks, they'll go into the ice tanks at the stadium post game. They will yeah. just get in wow. and almost do a quick cryo. Um, uh treatment right there before they even you know get in the shower wow. you know, so a lot of them will do that first we got two really you know or, well we got two big giant um jacuzzi hot tanks but then we also got the cold tank so they'll do that right away and then um then the next two days i mean they're getting their massages i mean again it, it's they they all have a routine that now that they really stick to i, I was talking to one of the veterans who's he's 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 39 years old our our long snapper 39 years old he's been with Respect. us since 2002 wow uh, he commented the other day um but thinking back when he first um came to the lions and it's how there was nothing players just didn't do anything they would just play eat a pizza go home you know and now it's like you know they're going to the crowd chamber they're getting stretched they're getting the ice packs on whatever then they go home with and then the next day it's like they got their massages i mean everything is they're so structured um they don't like to miss their appointments Hmm. um so they're very regimented um so you know their off time is just not you know going to chick-fil-a you know they probably love to right um but they are just so taking care of their bodies 24 7 because they know they, they just know that they got to recover fast because they're only getting a day and a half off and then they're right back into practice again. So they know they have to recover fast. No, no. Yeah. I mean, just, just really having that regimen down probably, um, probably keeps them sharp, obviously, but you know, I'm, now I want to talk about you and kind of how you maintain this whole balance as well. Cause you, you still have your practice and you're uh, in it full time. Right. I mean, and you also right. travel with the team. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I have no balance. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Great. There is no balance in my world. Um, Starting at a place yeah, of honesty. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, having this podcast set up got yeah. me out of my office a little early because I have a hard time saying no. You know, mm. when somebody's hurt, I'm, I'm an athlete or ex-athlete now. So I know what it's like when you, when you're hurt and you want to get treated. So it really, you know, so my practice is a lot of athletes too, or athletic people, um, you know, so, but I work Monday through Friday in my office, um, in addition to football. So, you know, Wednesday through Friday mornings, I go down to our training facility, but I get there at five 30 in the morning till, till nine. Wow. And, and then I go right to whichever office and I work till probably, you know, six o'clock, six 30 at night and then rinse and repeat, you know, do it again. So, and you know, now this week, you know, we've, I have two back-to-back road games, so I really have no day off. 
anywhere in there, you know, because I just come back, you know, and I just go right back to work. So that is just how, but it's, that's how it is for everyone. And, yeah. and you know, this is, um, you know, it's con crazy controlled chaos and it's exciting. Um, but, you know, we, you know, at least I feel I can get out of there, you know, and at least I have a little, I feel a little more sanity when I'm with my patients so I can get rid of some of that chaos. But, but yeah, I, um, you know, if it's a, if it's a home game on Sunday, I don't have to really work on Saturday. I still have to go get my COVID test. Of course. <laughs> I still have to drive to the facility and get that COVID test every day. But I do have maybe a Saturdays would be for home games or it would be my downtime. Yeah. Otherwise it's, I'm working. A controlled chaos, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, um, over the past couple of years, I've had a chance to kind of see you operate at the whole um, combine meetings and meet a couple other guys working with the teams. And it's just a lot of respect for how you guys manage life, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like life management. I mean, I mean, hats off always, seriously. You know, I joke about everybody's got when you talk to these people, they're all like, oh, my wife does this, my wife does that. But, and I'm like, I don't have a wife. I, like, I, need, I need a wife to yeah. do, you know? So that's always my joke for everything. So I don't, I don't have a wife that manages all that, so. Yeah. Hey, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of you know, wives looking, maybe house husbands out there ready to kind of pick I up know. the slack at the, around the, around the Actually, house. there is a website, hire or something, hire a wife. I know it's out there. I've heard people that have done it. You know, so I, so I just do my best. I just, um, yeah. all, you know, I love what I do and, um, you know, so I just, I mean, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. But so to me, I, I do my best to try to, you know, stay focused and not over and not overdo it, you know, but, but I'm not going to lie. I love running around with my hair on fire. Well, you know, there's there's only a couple ways to live, honestly, and and being authentic to to yourself is the is the biggest and brightest way. I think that we can all get the most out of life. So, you know, with your with your actual time frame, I'm going to be very respectful of it because I know you you had to carve out some minutes so we can kind of catch up. But I want to thank you for for definitely doing that. If you don't mind, um, did you want to plug away on your actual clinic? Or are you guys way too busy to actually take on some new people at all? Oh, you know what? I never like to turn anybody down, you know, um, I'm on a little bit of a waiting list right now, but, um, but you know, I, you know, the, the, the one clinic I'm in, you know, it's kind of a state of the art, um, facility that we kind of, there's four of us that all came together in one building. We've got a really high level physical therapist that deals with endurance athletes. We've got a business that's all massage and fascial stretching. It's the same crew that works for the Lions. Oh, cool. And we got a strength conditioning group that are absolutely amazing. They train a lot of the football players in the off season. And, and then there's me. So our goal is to be able to any athlete or any person that comes in, we want to be able to take care of whatever their needs are. Mm. You know, if somebody gets released from physical therapy, but they still might need a little bit more care, you know, we self-refer to each other. So we just want anybody to just to come in and be able to get taken, have all their needs taken care of all under one roof. And it's, you know, we just love it. Just love it. So, um, yeah, so no, we'll never turn anybody down. So, well, well, I, I mean, you know what, I mean, as a guy that's done a lot of dumb things, trying to compete with people that were much stronger and much faster than me, <laughs> I, I, I know how it is whenever you're like, you know, after you're coming back off an actual injury and just how, 
um, defeated. You can feel at times. And to be able to go to a place where you feel like they have a handle on it, or they've seen it before, and this is like an everyday working thing for them, and there's a system in place, man, does it help out with that bounce back process. So, right. yeah. Right. So please, um, what's the actual name of the actual um, clinic where you work full time? Well, my, my business is Soft Tissue Solutions. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, yeah, so I have two locations in, in, in greater Detroit metro area. So yeah. Love it. So Love look it. me up. Dr. Karen Slodan, as always, it is great checking in. Hopefully next year, hopefully once we do this again, I'll see you at the whole combine so we can kind of catch up yes. in person. Hopefully that happens, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I think it's going to happen. We're there. I yeah. expect to see you there. Me too. Me too. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Cool. Always good catching up. Yes, thank you so much and enjoy the weekend. Awesome, thank you. Mm -hmm.